Good morning, everybody. That's what I'm talking about. Come on. Tom's here. I'm questioning everybody else's attendance right now. <laughs> all right, all right. This is good. This is good. We were out last week. It's really good to be back in the building. We've missed you guys a lot. Let me ask a question here. Have you ever had thoughts of anxiety? Raise your hand. If you've ever had thoughts of confusion, frustration, disappointment, raise your hand. Get them up. Don't be, don't be shy now. Because if your hand's not up, you're coming up here to preach. Because that means you know something I don't, and I need to listen to it. Yeah, amen. Well, good. Good news. Good news. Um, this message is going to be for you this morning. God wants to teach you something. This message this morning is going to evolve around trust. Okay, revolve around trust, not evolve, right? I love my wife so much. She's so good with words, and she teaches me. Trust is what we're looking at this morning, okay? And God gave this church some insight earlier this year. He said, this year, I want your theme to be by faith, living by faith, walking by faith. By faith is the theme of this church. So faith, my brothers and sisters, is the action. Everybody wants more faith. Everybody wants more faith. We want to tr- we, we, we do what God wants us to do, right? Would we all agree to that? Yes. I want to talk about what gets us to that point. And it's this thing called trust. You see... Faith is the action, trust is the mindset. Trust is a, 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 a reliance on the character of God. It says, God, you have the ability to do what I can't. You have the strength to do what I can't. Are you guys following me so far? Trust is the mindset that helps us take that action of faith. Okay? And some of you in this room and some of you guys listening online, we're all in different, different boats, right? Some of us are, are, are just coming in for the first time and you're like, man, I want to know a little bit more about this, this God. I want to know more about walking and living with him and, and, and just what's, what's up? What's up? I want to learn to maybe trust him more, I think. And then there's some people who've been trusting God for decades. In any event, I'm telling you right now that God wants you to grow in your trust with him. Greater trust is what he's after. Abraham was over 100 years old when he's still listening to God and trusting God in greater measures than when he had when he was in his earlier years. My point in saying that is, I don't think anybody in this room or listening right now is over 100 years old. We still got greater trust to go, okay? We still got greater trust to go. And so trust is, 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 is it's interesting because you don't necessarily just trust anything, right? Like I would never just go up and, and just, you know, to a stranger and say, hey, you want to take care of uh, my kids? Just come on. I'm, no, we don't do that. I have to know your character. I have, to, I have to be 
in a position to rely on you, that I believe you have the wisdom, you have the love, you have the, 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 the resources to be able to take care of, of my child. My point in saying this is you don't trust something you don't know, right? You, tr- you want to get to know that person. And God just continuously wants us to get to know him more and more and more. And when Danny and I, when we started seeking God out, I'll say about 13 years ago, one of the most, um, I'll say impactful verses that, that I came across was this verse in Proverbs. Some of you might know this verse. It's Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. It reads, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge Him, God, in all your ways, and He's going to make your path straight. That's like an entry-level verse to what, <laughs> to what life is like in following Jesus. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Okay, cool. I got that. I, I want to get there. That's, that's what God's telling us to do. How do we do it? He says, don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own understanding. How many times when we, uh, I mean, look, we, I'll just say we've, we're constantly trying to figure it out. We're constantly trying to figure it out. Got a lot of thoughts in the head. We're trying to work it out. But God says, hold on. In trusting me, I'm asking you, this is how you do it. You don't lean on your own understanding. So in other words, God's saying, my ways are a little bit different than yours. My thoughts are a little bit different than yours. My ways might be a little bit greater. Isaiah verse uh, chapter 55, I'll read this to us. Fifty-five verse nine. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. It says, "For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts." God, he, he said, "Don't lean on your own understanding, because my ways are a little bit different. They're higher. They're better. They're greater." So he's He's inviting us into the way he sees things, the way he thinks. We cool there? And he's like, acknowledge me in all of your ways. So don't lean on your understanding. Don't, don't, don't rely on your own understanding. So many times we do that. Just like I'm relying, with, I'm relying on this podium with my weight right now. If this thing's gone, boom, I'm down. This is what we do with our own thinking. Sometimes our own understanding. We're just leaning real heavy on what we think we know is right. And God's saying, my ways are different. My ways are better. They're outside of what you are accustomed to. And then he says, acknowledge me in all of your ways. Sometimes I feel like, you know, it's easy to, to, to pray, God, I trust you. But then... We, like, we, we, we take the situation back, and we still try to figure it out on our own. He says, acknowledge me in all your ways. So this morning, I want to help you know how 
to trust him in greater ways. And what I want you to do is I want you to to understand these three things. Establish these three things in your heart right now. Carry this with you all the days of your life. Ready? Establish this, number one, in your heart, that God is good. Raise your hand if you believe that God is good. Yeah? Okay. That's number one. God is good. Establish that in your heart. Number two, establish this, that he loves you. Raise your hand if you believe he loves you. Get it up. Get it up. God is good. This is, this is the premise of, 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 of what's going to come next, which is your action. You've got you to get this right, though. He's good. He loves you. And the third thing is that he is going to work that Whatever is on your heart, whatever you're in the middle of, whatever's bringing about that anxious thought or, or that frustration or that confusion in your mind, perhaps, he is going to work that out for your good and his glory. God's good. He loves you. And he's going to work it out for your good and for his glory. Establish that in your heart right now. Let that be, let that just, just soak in. Jesus, in, uh, in, in 1 Peter, we get a little bit of insight. I don't think it's any surprise to say that Jesus trusted God, right? We all agree that, that Jesus trusted God, his Father. Okay, right. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 23 gives us just a little bit more insight. Peter writes, when they hurled their insults at him, at Jesus, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Jesus entrusted his life to God. To entrust means to like, to hand something over, to put into the care of. That's what Jesus did with his life. That's why he's our leader. He's our Lord. He is the one who was obedient even to the point of death, even to the point of, I don't, God, I, your plan's greater. <laughs> I will entrust, Jesus saying, my life to you. My life is in your care now. My question right now is what do you need to hand over? To God. What do you need to entrust God with? I would say most of us have probably entrusted their life to God. We would confess that. We would say that. But there's things along the way that we might be holding on to. And he's saying, I want that too. I want you to trust me in that area too. I am worthy of it. I've got the ability to handle that situation. I've got the, the strength. I've got the wisdom to supply to you. I've got the foresight. I've got the knowledge. I've got the plan. I've got the plan. And it's not just Jesus. It's our guy, Paul. Paul's 
in, in Philippians, the context is this, that he is in prison and he's writing to the church at Philippi, okay? And check this out. He says, for I know, Paul's writing, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. As it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not at all be put to shame, but with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. He's saying, I know that this will work out for my deliverance. He's in prison. He's like, I, I just know this will work out for my deliverance. And he says in verse 20, it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not at all be put to shame, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body. How many of you know that it takes courage to follow Jesus? How many of you know that it takes courage to trust God in something in the unknown? It takes courage to do that. And Paul's saying, Now, as always, with full courage, Christ is going to be honored in my body. Whether by life or by death. Well, what would you just say, Paul? Whether by life or by death. What? Paul's off the grid here. What's he talking about? He can't... So, you mean... You mean there's, there's, there's good outside of the time that you take your last breath? You mean God can still work even something for the good even after you die? My guy Paul here is looking at something different. He's not saying, well, I just, if I don't, my hope is that I get out. Now he's like, whether I live or die, Christ is going to be honored in my body. That's just that. He sees that God's ways are bigger and greater. That God's timetable is a little bit outside of just the time that we're taking breath here on this earth. Everyone, most of us know that verse, Romans eight twenty eight. For God causes all things together to work for the good for those that love him and those that are called to his purpose. That doesn't, it doesn't mean just in your lifetime. So that doesn't mean that if you don't get that job, God failed you. It means if you didn't have that settlement that worked out in your favor, God failed you. He operates in a different timetable, and he wants you to see that. His time frame is just, it's, it's just different. It's just different. You guys know that God asks a lot of questions in the Bible to people. We've been reading that. When you're reading scripture, God asks questions to people. Same with Jesus. When he taught, he asked a lot of questions. And um, I've come to understand why more and more um, as, as we raise our kids. Danny was, um, went to school to be an educator. She was a teacher for a number of years. And she teaches the kids a little different than I. And, and I learned from her. Um, for instance, 
as the kids are growing and reading, they'll, um, they'll, they'll come to us with a word, and they'll say, Dad, what does this word say? And I'll say, it says trust. And Daddy's like, well, what you should do is this. <laughs> the kids come to Danny with that same word. And she's like, okay, now, what, is that, what does that letter say? What's that, sound that letter out. You work it. What's that letter say? And they're like, t t t r a a s trust. She's like, you got it. Good. You see, what happens is you allow the child to work it out for themselves to come to the answer on their own. It's far greater than just them getting the answer, okay? And God does the same thing. Sometimes he'll ask us questions for us to uncover new information, and sometimes he'll ask us questions to help us see where the position of our heart is. Okay? You following me so far? And this is super fresh on me because two weeks ago, I was like, man, I, God, I, I know you ask a lot of questions in Scripture, and I know you talk to your people. You've talked to me many a times, but I just wonder what question you're asking me right now. God, if you had to ask me a question right now, what would it be? Have you ever asked God that? Have you ever thought about that? No? I encourage you to. Um, he asked me right away, ready? He goes, do you trust me? And I said, yes, God, I trust you. Yes, I trust you. Just as quickly as I asked him, what question you would ask me right now, God, right now, in this space, in this time, what would you ask me? He says, do you trust me? I said, yes, God, I do trust you. I do trust you. And we had a leaders meeting that night, and I was like, man, are we, we should ask God what questions he has for us right now, because I just asked him, and, and he asked me if I trusted him, and and I said, I do. And I think it was Pastor Bobby's like, oh boy, you better watch out. Something's on the horizon. And I was like, bring it. I trust God. Bring it. And so I'll tell you, last week was a crazy week in the Bova household. Um, boy, my faith was tested. And it was, um, it was such an opportunity to be able to trust God. You see, we've, um, we've, we've lived in, in our home. We love our home. We've lived there for 11 years, and, and we, we really don't plan to move. But God presented an opportunity to us, and we were listening. And we, this opportunity was to, to look at buying another home. And if you've ever gone through the home buying process, it is extensive. And let me tell you right now, I have two full-time jobs. Danny has two, three, four, maybe five full-time jobs. And I don't have much bandwidth to figure out maybe moving to another location. And I'm talking about, I mean, whenever a decision requires hundreds of thousands of dollars uprooting your family and making a huge decision like that, boy, that's a, there's a lot of output in terms of energy that goes out. And so we're like, God, are you sure? Are you sure we're really content here? And we just believed that he was saying, take the next step. I want you to trust me. Take the next step. So we took the next step. We took the next step. We continued to listen to him. We got that pre-approval process done. We, we, we get the paperwork. We go to the house, get the agent, get um, Ryan's our contractor. Many of you guys know Ryan Powers. If you need any work done, you've got to call him. Um, but he's our contractor. We brought him in because we knew this house would need some work. 
more decisions, more mental energy. And this is not a favorable situation. But we said, God, you know what? If this is what you want, we trust you. We trust you. I will tell you, I lost a lot of sleep last week. I wish I could say I handled it so perfectly, but I, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. Like, do we really want to move? Like, what? And God just said, just keep trusting me. What's your next step? Your next step is to do this. And we were listening to him along the way. We did everything he asked us to. He even gave us a number to be able to put on the house to make an offer on. Turns out, we didn't get the house. He didn't have us move. It wasn't because it was a wrong number or anything like that. It just, it just didn't happen. And so we're thinking, wow, thank God that didn't happen. Because that would have been a lot of work. <laughs> we, we, we were so thankful for it. Um, but God was testing our faith in that. And I believe that we passed that test. And let me tell you that... <laughs> this kid. All throughout that week, I kept confessing, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. I trust you, God. I trust you, God. I'd wake up, God, I trust you. I trust you, God. I'd have another thought that was rolling through the head. Well, what kind of hardware are you going to put on the cabinet doors of the kitchen when you remodel it? And what? Just, God, I trust you. I trust you, God. I trust you, God. And he had prepared my heart for this with the question that he asked me the week before. Do you trust me? And so my job was to continue to confess that. My job was to continue to remind my mind that I am a man who trusts you, God. I will trust you, God, in this. I will trust you. And I will listen. And so we get through this thing this week, that week. And I know we were tested in our faith, and yet we came out victorious. Like It was like it was green lit. Like, here's your stamp. You did great. You trusted me. You did it. But then guess what? I still have these thoughts. The thoughts that, did we miss it? Did we do something wrong? Like, what happened? Has anyone ever had that battle in your mind when you do something right, you do something good, and then you immediately get condemned for it, and you have some of these other questions that come into your head? Does anyone feel that way? Is that just me? I got one hand raised, two hands, three hands. Okay, make me feel better up here, guys. I'm telling you. Did you know that just as God asks questions, the devil asks questions too? Boy, we ought to... Hmm. We better get real familiar with God's character so he understands the type of questions that he would ask us. That's just a, just a thought. So many times we do something right. We pass a test of faith. And then we feel condemned for it. Or then we have thoughts that are contrary to what God is saying. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll preach a message and, and I'll go home and I'll just feel like, man, that didn't make sense. You just like, that was just, you looked like a fool up there. You didn't look prepared, you know. And, and, just, and I'm hearing these thoughts and I'm entertaining them. 
and they're all false. Next thing you know, God will just, which he doesn't have to do, I'll get calls, man, that just changed my life, this, that, the next. And it's like, wow, I guess you were working. Well, I knew you were. I knew you were working, God. It's like, what's going on in the head? You know, you got these thoughts. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. It's up to us to be able to be that gatekeeper of the mind to determine which thoughts are from God, which questions are from God, and which ones are from the enemy. You're going to hear thoughts before the test of faith, in the test of faith, and after the test of faith, is my point. Your job is to hold true to your confession. And that is what? That God is good, God loves you, and that he is going to work this out and is working it out for your good and his glory. And it might look a little different than the way that you saw it. Sometimes I think that we get... um, we focus on the wrong thing. We glorify the wrong thing. Okay. Had the test of faith. And then afterwards, I caught myself asking myself, well, why didn't we get the Why? You know, we did all these things. I don't have the answer. I don't know. I just don't understand. And what I found is that I'm glorifying the confusion. I'm glorifying the answers I don't have. When God's like, look, you have all the answers that you need. (laughs) You got it. You know that I'm good. You know that I love you. You know that I'm working this out for your good. That's all you need to know. (laughs) Stop glorifying what the unknown. You have the known. Focus on the known. Focus on what you have. Focus on what I gave you. Stop looking at the wrong thing. Stop confessing the wrong thing. (laughs) You got me, and I'm with you. I love you. I see things differently than you see. I saw how you acted in that test of faith. You passed. And I know that you're ready for the next one. And I know I can trust you with more because you trust me. You've given that over to me. You're thinking right now of something. I know you are. Because he had me preach this message, not just to talk about my past week, but he's having me preach this because he wants you to understand how to greater trust him, how to do it in greater measure. What do you need to entrust him with? There's something you got to give them. Is it your marriage? There's something you have to hand over. Is it your finances? What is it? Oh, he's good. He loves you. He's got it. Um, I was talking about the battle of the mind. You know how you have those thoughts that come through your head? You know, you got to kind of discern, ah, what is right? Is that me? First off, don't let the thoughts in your head tell you that that's who you are, okay? 
Your thoughts are no indication of your identity. Okay. Thoughts, they come and they go. Don't let your thoughts dictate your identity. But Paul puts it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5. He says, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. He says, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. So Paul's saying the weapons of our warfare, they're not of the flesh. It's not like I got like a sword over here or anything like that or a, a gun or a knife. Like, no, our weapons, they're not of the flesh, but they have divine power. They've got power from God, our weapons. And what they do is the weapons we have from God, which is truth, we'll come to f- understand that here in just a little bit in this verse, but that weapon actually has power to destroy strongholds. A stronghold is a place where the enemy has posted up in your mind through thoughts and he is attacking you. We can destroy that thing. How? Verse 5, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion that is raised against the knowledge of God. So you get a thought that comes in, you got to measure that thing to the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is who God is. It's also who you are in his eyes. It's also his goodness and his plans for you. So that thought comes in. You have to be able to say, does that fit this answer key, which is his word, which is the knowledge of God? If it doesn't fit on this thing in here, it it has no place. I have to let that thought go. And I will confess what I know to be true, which is God loves me. He is good. And he's going to work this thing out for his glory, whether by life or by death. Different, different, different grid that he works on. But I want, those are the non-negotiables, Okay. God is good, God loves you, and he's going to work it out for your good and his glory. Your job is to look at the next step. And whatever you're dealing with, whatever, whatever is like heavy on your heart, whatever might, you might be losing sleep over, your job is to, to ask him, say, God, what's my next step? There was a lot of steps that we had to take with that whole process for a week. But we, we went to him knowing he was going to speak to us. We went, listened, and obeyed. And we, we couldn't go farther than where he was. You follow me on that? We couldn't, I couldn't start worrying about the hardware in the, in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? If he's like, I just need you to do this right now. I have to stay right here right now. Because I trust you. I trust that down the line, God. But I need to stay right here with you. And then we'll take another step. We're going to take the next step and trust you. But along the way, I was confessing my answer to the question that he asked me. I said, God, I trust you. 
God, I trust you. It's going to work out good. You believe God trusts you? I don't believe you guys believe God trusts you. trust God. Come on. You trust God. I hear it. Yes. Say it with me. Over your life right now. I trust you, God. You're going to say this now. I entrust that to you. I want, don't say it yet. That, the word that, I want you to fill in what's going on right now that only you and God know about. There's something that's heavy, something that is unknown. There might be a little bit of confusion of. Maybe something that's causing a little bit of anxiety. That's the that. Fill in the blank. I say, God, I entrust that to you. Say it right now. That means you hand it over to one who has got the character that is very, very reliable, that has the resources, that has the strength, that has the wisdom to be able to take that and work it out for your good and his glory so that Christ is honored in your life. Watch him go to work. See, the more we trust him, the more we get that settled, the mindset, then that helps us take the action of faith. You got to get the mindset right first. You got to trust him right. That's the mindset. And that allows you to take the action of faith. You guys with me? Yeah. Amen? All right. Put your hand on your heart for me. I'm going to pray over you. Father, in Jesus' name, I just thank you so much for your words this morning. Thank you, Father, for showing us and speaking to us in just great ways, Father. sure love you, God, and I'm just so thankful that you are the one who is just so reliable, that we can come to you with anything that we have, anything that we're burdened with, and knowing that, that that's your job, God. Your job is to be the one who oversees our souls. You are the one who is worthy to take care of our lives, both now while we walk and breathe on this earth, as well as our lives throughout all of eternity, Father. You're the one that we entrust our body, soul, and spirit to. And Father, we know that there is nothing too big for you. And we thank you, Father, for helping us. Helping us to be stronger in the mind. That we can have greater discernment through the thoughts that come in, knowing and just being aware of what we need to give back to you, Father. So I thank you, Father, for blessing your kids this morning. Thanks for blessing the hearers, Father. And I thank you, Father, that, that they would just be more connected with you in just greater measures, that there would be greater trust. And I pray this, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Love you guys.